You are tuned in to the Craft Music Discovery Podcast. I am your host, D. Grant Smith. This time we are talking with the guitarist from a great new band called The Infatuations. We've been playing music from their new album, Detroit Block Party, on the Appetizer Radio Show. I love their sound because it's a combination of a lot of different types of music, like blues, funk, jazz, rock, and more. We'll talk with Christian Dreheim about the band, their unique style, how music is providing a resurgence for the city of Detroit, and how they've taken multiple genres of different music and brought it all together for one cohesive sound. On top of that, we'll hear clips from some of the music from their new album, giving you more reasons to go pick up their stuff. Deets on how you can do that in just a little bit, too. And... We will finally talk about what craft music discovery really means. All of this coming up in this episode of our podcast. Stay tuned. Is your site not ranking high on Google? Is trying to figure out how to generate more customers using Facebook causing you headaches? Let Dream Spectrum Marketing take your grief away. Utilizing search engine marketing and optimization, Dream Spectrum utilizes professional wordsmiths and marketers to craft tailored messages that not only increase your site rankings, but increase your engagement with your customers on social media platforms like Facebook and Twitter. Discover how Dream Spectrum can help your business today. Call 1-800-291-2924 or go online now at dreamspectrum.com. All right, we are joined by Christian Dreheim. He is the guitarist for this phenomenal new act out of Detroit called The Infatuations. Christian, welcome to the Craft Music Discovery Podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Uh, Detroit Block Party, like I was telling you before, an incredible album, very dynamic. How long have you guys been playing together? Um. We started working on building the band in 2009. It took about three years to put it together, and you know, in this formation, we've been at it for uh, you know, hitting it pretty hard for two years. With uh, you know, playing with festival circuit through Michigan and the Midwest um, as often as we can, and while we we're working on um, creating an album. When when you when you formed the band, did you each come with kind of a different? style that was uh, your main style of music, and then that kind of helped you to be able to go down all these different musical paths that you were on? Yeah, I, you know, when we started working on the project, you know, Marco and I had, back in 1999, talked talk about collaborating on a project together, at the very least writing some songs. You know, about 10 years went by, and, you know, the gal who now represents the band is the manager, Janelle Stone, she was working for um, Greektown Casino at the time, and she was opening a new club in there. She was head of entertainment and food and bed there, and asked me to you know, put a little acoustic thing together, just something to help create some awareness. And um, I reached out to Marco, and then that quickly shifted to, hey, let's collaborate on some of those ideas we talked about doing over the years. And then it turned out, let's build a band around it. So my background was always very on the funk and R&B side of things, but I'm a gu- guitar player. You know, I grew up like, playing in rock bands, and I had a band called Blue Eyed Soul in the 90s that you know, we used 
I would call it the for me the predecessor to this. Yeah, you know, because it was very danceable, it was funky, a little darker and weirder sounding. And Marco was um you know, as a writer and as an artist and in the any bands that he was in, he always had this very pop sensibility to anything he would do. And I I was a fan of his. You know, he was in a band called Bridge in the nineties and I was a big fan of his. And um his writing especially. Um yeah, I collaborated with him on a, on a few things back in the 90s and, and was like, wow, I can't imagine working on these ideas with anybody else. So it was, it was fun to put this together and build a band around it. Like I said, it took us about three years. And we played gigs and promoted the project while we were doing it. It was a little, you know, a, a different process versus you bring a bunch of guys together and then you have a band and then you write some songs and you start playing shows we were writing all these songs but we're still playing catch up we have a ton of songs that we haven't um, you know completed all the way and you know some of these are songs that just you know we wrote a trailo and for the infatuation and some of it's stuff that some of the other members had, had um, brought to the table so the amount of creativity that flows in the band is pretty incredible because all of these guys come from different backgrounds I want to ask you about the role that Detroit itself plays in your album, particularly the song Down Jefferson. There's a clip, an audio clip at the end of that song. Uh, it's a speech that somebody's given, and it seems like they're giving it in Detroit. Who was the speaker, and what was the context of that? Uh, that was a public speech that um, the uh, now mayor, Mike Duggan, for the city, so you know, it was a speech he was giving when he was on his campaign, and you know, Down Jefferson is a song about, you know, talks about some of the, the tragedy here a little bit, but you know, how there's this spirit, and there's this 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 want and this need to revive this place, and so it's an empowering song in that sense, and that people kind of hit home and you know, kind of work well with it. mentioned a second ago about uh, the resurgence, or a resurgence that's going on in Detroit. And um, I think, you know, I'm in, I'm in Texas, I don't know a lot about what's going on in your city, but uh, from the sound of it, it seems like there's there's uh, some growth that's taking place. A lot of the news has said that, 
you know, uh, the automotive industry has been on a decline, and there's there's been all this decline in Detroit for a long time. But I, I get the feeling that the decline is is something that's probably a little bit more of the past. But you guys are feeling a resurgence. Do you feel that uh, both the economic resurgence and kind of the feeling in the air that things are getting better that that's fueled through a lot of the music dynamic that's going on? I think it it. Um you know, I don't know if it's necessarily fueled by it, but there was a study that was done about a year ago by AEG, and it turns out that the music industry in Detroit's worth about a billion dollars a year, so it certainly does have an economic impact as far as you know, the jobs that are affected by it. Um, and I, I think that with what's going on downtown, where a lot of this resurgence and growth is happening, and that will, you know, hopefully that translates to spreading out you know, into the neighborhoods and improve the school systems, et cetera. And if that's really when you're going to attract people, when you have safer, better school systems and, you know, public services, but you have to start somewhere. And, you know, the signs are positive that you see a lot of construction and um, a lot of places are at capacity with rents downtown. And, you know, neighborhoods are starting to, I guess, gentrify quite a bit. And you're seeing... You know, people invest and buy houses and rehab them and do that with buildings. And, you know, a lot of it's really art and creative, too, which is cool. And it seems like the folks that are on the bigger financial side of things, like, let's say, Dan Gilbert, for example, they are aware how important the arts are. There's like a music school that they started downtown. Um, but I've seen them get behind some creative things and hopefully, you know, to get behind that more and, and understand that, you know, we have a lot to offer here musically that could really help to rebuild this economy in Michigan and Detroit specifically. And, you know, what starts one place starts in others too. It starts to spread just like the automotive industry did. Factories open up in other cities. You know, so that would be nice to, to see that and hopefully the infatuations are a part of that. You know, we certainly are inspired by that thought you know i think it comes out in our playing and our writing and how proud we are to be from here you know, every one of us yeah it certainly comes out in in your music man that's awesome uh we've been talking about the the diversity of your act um you guys don't fit into a box and that's just incredibly impressive um i saw you had 14 nominations for detroit music awards most of them in different categories outstanding funk band Urban hip hop funk Motown, uh, the list goes on. Congratulations on that. Um, Thank you. Uh, like I said, your sound, the album, everything. I love it. Uh, you bring together these uh, different, but I guess historically somewhat similar. You can you can see the different uh, aspects of funk and soul and rock and roll and even doo wop in a lot of the Motown stuff and even uh, some of the funk rock and soul from the seventies. Um, and in a way. You almost sound like a kind of modern version of some of the really good stuff from Huey Lewis in the news. How do you guys categorize your sound, or do you even try to? Yeah, it's, it's really hard. I mean, I think the, the quick, easy answer is soul-driven rock. Um, but there are a lot of elements for touching. I was touching on funk, pop, R&B, soul, um, you know, rock, disco. And yeah, there's, a, there's certainly an Eagles influence in there. 
They had a Def Leppard influence, too. Um, I know it sounds crazy, but we, we have a lot of harmonies, and a lot of that influence comes from Def Leppard and the Eagles. And uh, we have a song called Diamond Disco that has a little bit of an Eagles vibe to it, I think. Yeah, especially at the beginning. Um, yeah, and it's, and it's also a disco song at the same time. So how does that work? I don't know, but it feels right. But, you know, Glenn Fry, Detroit guy, part of the Eagles, you know, there again, Detroit connection. So yeah, I think just being around here and there's a lot of diversity in, the, in music and the culture, and I'm sure greatly due to the automotive industry and people moving up here for, for the opportunity for jobs and bringing their influences from, you know, everywhere that they're relocating from, you know, mostly the South, but, you know, that stuff spills out and it comes out in music. All right, well, Christian, thank you so much for uh, being with us. Your album and your band is outstanding. Uh, we're going to continue to play more and more of your music on The Appetizer, and uh, best of luck with you guys in uh, the next iteration of what you do. Well, thank you so much. Really appreciate all the kind words, and thank you so much for the support. Love the show, and like I said earlier, it's awesome to hear us and Willie Nelson back-to-back. Like, that's really cool. That's an honor. Thank you. Christian Dreheim, guitarist from The Infatuations, an amazing new band out of Detroit. Hear and buy their music at theinfatuations.com. They are a regular feature on The Appetizer Radio Show. Man, what a great chat and conversation. I love getting to connect with new and emerging artists, and I want to hear from you. What new band that you follow deserves to not only be played on the radio, but featured right here? Who do you want some insights from into their music? Let me know. Contact information is at appetizerradio.com. Thank you for tuning in. You can catch the infatuations and other great emerging indie musicians each week on the Appetizer Radio Show. Listen now at appetizerradio.com. And if you enjoy diving into the music of artists that have a one-hit wonder, don't miss One Hit Wondering. Hosted by my good friend, John Mark Laffin. This is the Craft Music Discovery Podcast, and it is presented by the Appetizer Radio Show and is a part of the Dream Spectrum Media Podcast Network. It was only for fun. Hey, remember earlier I said that we would find out what the real meaning behind the Craft Music Discovery Podcast name was? Well, that actually happened in an outtake. Here you go. Is uh, We've got a, a podcast series we call the Craft Music Discovery Podcast, and it's um, kind of playing on, I don't know, I'm guessing you, you maybe drink some craft beer every once in a while. but uh, Yeah, I actually live right by a brewery called Atwater Brewery. Awesome. In downtown Detroit, yeah. So well, there, I, I dig the concept. Love yeah, it. so there's so many different types of craft beer, and the only real similarity uh, between everything is that it's beer. 
And the same thing is true with a lot of independent music. There's so many different types of music, and especially with you guys, y'all are infusing so many different genres into one thing. The only similarity is it's music. So um, taking that, that kind of food uh, beer theme and, and diving into the music itself and getting the insights uh, about it from the artist, that's what the podcast is about. So that's what we'll, that's what we'll use this interview for. This has been a production of the Dream Spectrum Media Podcast Network.